Lights Outdoor Explorer. I'm your host, Lisa Keller. When Alaska Airlines Captain Jody Harskamp took leave due to the pandemic and her children's school shifted to online learning, she and her husband, Neil Stambury, decided to take school on the road. Starting in the Pacific Northwest with their truck retrofitted to accommodate their outdoor gear, they began to tour national and state parks with a vow to only camp and cook along the way with occasional breaks at family and friends' homes. Their five-month journey is the subject of a series of episodes beginning today with the Parks of the Northwest. Keep listening for more on Outdoor Explorer. This is Outdoor Explorer. I'm your host, Lisa Keller. Jody Harskamp is with me via Zoom, and she's with her family also, Neil Stanbury, Tui, and Leaf. And welcome, all of you. It's really good to have you here. You're in Grants Pass right now, but we're talking via Zoom. And uh, Jody and Neil have taken the family on the road, and it's, this is going to be the first in a series of conversations about uh, what it's like to be homeschooling and traveling during a pandemic, basically, because that's what kind of kicked all this off. So welcome to all of you. Really good to have you here. Hi. Hi. Thank you. Hola. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's good. Are you are you doing Spanish, Tui? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> you got Ola down, though, so that's good. <laughs> so how long are you all planning on being on the road? Uh, I took a nine-month leave from Alaska Airlines, which was uh, effective October 1st, and so uh, officially back to work July 1st, but we're going to be on this road trip to at least May. And so tell a little bit about how you were able to do this. Um, you're an Alaska Airlines captain, and because of the pandemic, things have changed, and then also obviously school has changed. So kind of talk about what you've been doing and how you kind of came to this decision to take the whole family on the road. Well, we, uh, Alaska Airlines offered leaves of various lengths and uh, we had to bid on them with our seniority. I was able to hold nine months and that was effective October 1st. So we decided, uh, I, I found out that I got the leave probably um, the very end of July. So we decided, well, we'll have to retrofit the Toyota Tacoma with a new rack and upgrade our pop-up tent to a four-person pop-up tent and um, hit the road with a Toyota Tacoma and our bikes and our kayaks. And so we had some planning to do, but we had to ship the truck because of course Canada is closed. So we put the truck on a barge and it arrived at the beginning of October and we flew down to Seattle and started our journey there. School is all online, of course, with the Anchorage School District. Um, so we are homeschooling, well, starting in August, but um, started the homeschooling in the truck in October. And of course, the one thing my wife missed there was that uh, she gave account of the, the size of the truck that we're traveling in. And we have two adults, two children, two kayaks, five bicycles, and the part that she missed, one very energetic three-year-old Springer Spaniel. <laughs> uh, Nuka, right? Is that do I have that right? Nuka. <laughs> she, she is um, very much part of the family, and she is very much part of the mix. And um, it's a lot to fit in a pretty small space. And I, I one of your posts that I saw on Facebook, and, I, and I'm going to post a picture of the truck because I, you had put a picture up, and it's pretty impressive what the truck looks like, <laughs> all packed up. But um, poor Nuka is not able to live 
the Alaska dog life off leash anymore. <laughs> it's a little bit different down lower 48, huh? Yeah, that's been the uh, one of the challenges. Um, there's been lots of challenges, but the one challenge for the dog is, of course, in Alaska, we're blessed with um, lots of off-leash options and running and hiking and exploring, and she gets to be a dog in Alaska, which is great. And then down here, way more restrictive, of course, the national parks, um, very restrictive for dogs, which is, there's a reason for that, right? Keep the wildlife happy. But even in not the national parks, BLM land and also state land, a lot of the options for her are all on leash, um, which we're respecting the rules, but um, she doesn't quite understand why she can't be off leash. So mm -hmm. <laughs> tough cookies. <laughs> the only problem is when, if we crack the window one little bit, all she does is crawl on you. <laughs> what, you mean she like trying to get to the window? She just is yes. excited to get the air? Yeah, she's in the backseat with the kids, which is very small. I mean, good thing they're small children, right? 10 and eight, and the dog is in the middle. And she doesn't understand that, um, you know, jumping on the children uh, when they roll down the window is not okay because she's part of the family. So <laughs> She also doesn't understand the fart outside the car. Yes, she has terrible gas. Oh yeah. no, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Feel free to cut that part. <laughs> No, that's pretty entertaining, actually. <laughs> Just waiting to like, uh, yeah, we have a, a little concern about what our children will reveal to you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <people> example. <laughs> that's pretty mild. So if it gets worse, we'll we'll talk about it. <laughs> the dog has terrible gas, and um, and she's also. You know, she's a dog. She likes to lounge and spread out on the children, and she takes up like the whole back seat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and she's pretty good, really. I mean, yeah. she's um, she's 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 done great so far. Yeah. It's a big change for her. you. Know, first time she flew, and uh, and the whole new 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 place every day. So she's yeah. she's doing really well. Oh, she's got to be pretty excited to be able to go mark her territory in all these different places. Yeah. And and she's never seen so many squirrels in her life. <laughs> and big squirrels, not little ones. Yeah. And this morning I took her out and I took her out with the kids and we must have seen how about probably 20, 30 turkeys. Yeah, wild turkeys. Oh wow. Deer. And she's totally doesn't know what a deer is. Right. So yeah. Interesting. And uh yeah, she's she's doing okay. Um <laughs> I think she would like a vacation from us, but <laughs> she doesn't get to stay in the house by herself right now and just, you know, take her own alone time. She has to put up with you guys, huh? Yeah. Yeah. She is, um, you know, when you're home, you have your routine and we kind of have a small routine on the road, but really every day is completely different than the first. So she's just, she's rolling with it. And it really wasn't an option. I mean, um, you know, the, the only other option we could have had would to, would to have left her in Alaska with somebody else, which we probably could have arranged, but we would have come home to a different dog. So mm -hmm. that really wasn't acceptable to us. So, mm -hmm. so, so how has um, uh, school been going? Are you, you're actually zooming into the Anchorage school district lessons and everything, or are you doing your own thing? We're, we're actually very blessed and a big shout out to um, our school. Um, my kid's school is Winterbury Charter School. Um, and we are just so happy with how things have gone there. Um, we have a, a little bit more freedom there. We are part of the Anchorage School District, but we're allowed to um, have a little bit more flexibility in terms of um, when the kids come back. And they've actually decided, even though 
uh, through K2 is going to come back in November. Right? November 16th. Yeah. Um, they've actually decided as a school that they're not going to do that and they're only going to come back as a school together whenever that will be. Um, and we're also really happy with what the school has done. We, we've heard from a lot of other parents and their kids have been Zooming from, you know, 9 a.m. to 2.30 with maybe a break for lunch, um, but pretty much constant Zoom time. And our school, um, the teachers have done a wonderful job of running a main lesson, a language arts block and a, a, a math block, but videoing them. So pre-recorded, pre-recorded. So the kids can come in and come out and absorb it on their own time, which has actually worked incredibly well for us um, on this trip, because there are days that, to be honest, we miss school because we're doing something, but it's not a big deal because we can just make other time and catch up. Um, and we've also been working a day behind because of course, um, Anchorage is an hour behind where we are right now. And that's only going to get worse the, the further east we go. Um, so we've actually been working a day behind schedule. Um, and as long as the work is turned in, the teachers have been good about that. So mm -hmm. sometimes work's posted nine o'clock Alaska time, which is 10 o'clock our time. So we, we've already been up for two hours. We want to get going. So if we work a day behind, then it's worked out pretty well. Yeah, actually, I should check in with uh, Tui and Leaf on this and see how they feel about it. Has it been okay? This just the school part, not the travel part. Have you been able to do your lessons and it's sort of bored? Yeah, <laughs> everyone starts screaming at us. Yeah, because we're terrible. Well, and they say you don't teach it like the teachers, so <laughs> we're trying to be teachers, but uh, it isn't working out very well. <laughs> I think we're doing okay. I, mean, I think we're fabulous, we, but <laughs> we just. I'm just aware of how hard it's going to become if we fall behind. So we are on at them about getting it done um, in a timely manner. Because if we get, you're on it, if, if we get, <laughs> then it's going to become a big issue. So yeah. I just don't want to end up there. You should just be really thankful to that somebody's on it at least, right? <laughs> um, so obviously, though, this trip is really the education. I mean, this is just a chance of a lifetime to be out in. And the goal is to hit every national park along the way, right? So tell, tell, let's talk about what you've hit so far because um, you're down in Grants Pass, Oregon. So you've gotten through Washington and you might have one more. Is there one more state or national park in Oregon to go? Or no. are you on your... In uh, Washington, uh, we went, We spent a week in the Olympic uh, National Park and we hit Mount Rainier. Um, we did not do Mount Baker because um, as we're traveling south, it's getting colder and colder. And when we were in Washington, we had a glorious time at the Olympic National Parks and then the weather moved in. And so we abandoned um, Mount Baker, um, which we'll do on our way back because when we have to enter Canada, we'll be able to go up to Bellingham and um, and do Mount Baker in the spring, which might actually be better. And Mount Rainier, it was snowing, because of course it's one of the snowiest places in North America. So um, we didn't spend much time in Mount Rainier, but we did, uh, came down to Crater Lake. There's only one national park in Oregon and it's Crater Lake. And we spent um, almost seven days around uh, Crater Lake. One of the problems we've had is um, a lot of the campgrounds have been closed because of the fires. 
as well as it's also uh, later in the fall. So a lot of the campgrounds have water and so they'll turn off the water and if they turn off the water then they close the campground. So we have been able to find some campgrounds that are open with no running water and um, we spent a, a good week over at Diamond Lake which is just north of uh, Crater Lake and instead of camping at Crater Lake because that's all closed and the lodge there is closed and so one of the benefits of traveling uh, maybe later in the season is less crowds. Um, you're kind of not um, being able to stay in the national park at the campgrounds in the national park you can just stay out but then you get uh, you know just less crowds and there's less uh, facilities less things running but that's totally fine We're, yeah, you have to be a little bit more self-sufficient yeah. probably and then probably the bathrooms are the biggest issue right finding the bathroom uh, the bathrooms were open in Crater Lake uh, at just at the visitor center, so that's fine. Um, and then in the campgrounds, most of the bathrooms that are open are just the pit toilets because yeah. they have no running water. So, so now we're heading from Crater Lake through Grants Pass, uh, staying with my aunt, and then we're heading over to the Northern California. Um, California has eight national parks, um, so we're hitting the first one, which is the Redwoods National Park, um, starting in like two days. And oh, is there? Go ahead. That's on the coast, uh, just the very, very tip of California and then northern coast. What, it, what is that the one that was hit hard by the fires with the really old redwoods or? I think so. I think there's a section there that was, uh, there's also uh, the Sequoia National Park, which is oh. now by Yosemite. Um, but when we just drove through uh, Umpqua National Forest, we were going to float a section of that river and that entire northern portion of that river is uh, closed off and the fires were devastating. We drove through smoldering, there were still smoldering trees and houses with just the chimneys left. Uh, everything's decimated, the forest is gone. I mean, it was like awful. And that's just really close to Crater Lake. When we drove into Crater Lake, there's a section, uh, part of the national forest was um, uh, decimated right up to the road. Um, wow. burned burned the ground because this hiker on the <laughs> well one of the fires was started by a hiker on the pacific crest trail left his fire going and walked away and that started that section um near crater lake on fire are you serious i didn't know that and then one of them was the one we drove through in umpaqua was started by lightning mm -hmm. um, and then they just uh yeah those firefighters man i i've never seen such devastation with just beautiful trees and it was it was awful so, wow. So we've had so, a, change, a change a little bit of a, we make a plan for the next couple of days and some of it has to change because like we wanted to fish this section of the river and that was all closed because of the fires too. So they didn't want you to stop anywhere because of all the firefighting crews just trying to clean up the mess. Um, so we've, we've been super flexible every day. Got to be super flexible. Mm -hmm. Thousands of trout though. Lots of trout. And I, <laughs> there's just, yeah, leaf leaf befriended a wonderful old man um, at a Diamond Campground, and he was very kind to take us out on his boat um, to go trout fishing. And um, the reports we'd had that morning were not good. A neighbor came back who was a very experienced fisherman, and he said, "Oh, I got skunked this morning. I did terribly." This kid caught eight eight trout in the space of about fifty minutes. Yeah, so, that's amazing. So he was he was on it, and we went with a super guy. He was just a really nice guy, and um, and yeah, he he was he's got a picture of him holding up his trout, and um, yeah, we had it for for breakfast the next morning. Didn't we? Yeah. 
Did yep. did you post that picture on Facebook? Yeah. Oh, I'll have to I'll have to pull that picture out. And he's That's wearing awesome. his mask because we he's oh, out yeah, on this boat with yeah. this old guy and yeah, everybody's so wearing a Yeah. Is the old guy wearing a mask? He wasn't, no. Yeah, he didn't <laughs> he, was, he was worried about them breathing on him, which is fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever he do, told do us. Do what to we're do. told. Um, so we uh yeah, we just the we're trying to drive where the weather's nice. So mm-hmm. um the benefit of still having my company iPad is um, I get to have all the access to aviation weather reports. So um, if there's a storm building somewhere, we just drive, um, like when the storm hit in the Pacific Northwest, we drove over to Yakima where it was sunny and warm and then just kind of came around that way. What, that was not our intention to go all the way that east in Washington, but we had to get out of this. Because when you're not self-contained, when you're not in an RV, you know you are exposed to the elements. The tent we have is amazing. But at the same time, you know, to be in a torrential rainstorm is no fun when you have to cook outside. And it's not, it's not going to be fun to sleep in this country. <laughs> I couldn't hear you, Tui. You're going to have to, like, for <laughs> a child and get engaged. <laughs> we'll say it again. It's not going to be fun sleeping in a tent for six months. <laughs> <laughs> the 10 year old going on 60. Uh, that's what I was gonna say. It's like, oh man! But if you had done this trip even two years later, it might not have worked so well, huh? <laughs> you just got her. <laughs> a funny story: when we were traveling in New Zealand a couple of years ago, we um, we actually had a, a horribly overpriced um, travel van. It was an old an old Toyota that we had to spend way too much money on to to secure, but. And my point being is we pulled into this campground one night and we went through our routine of setting up and this South African family came in and they had this really cool um, off-road rig with a rooftop tent. And we were just agog as we sat there playing cards and dad got out of the, the truck. He cracked a beer from his fridge and his wife sat down too and they both enjoyed a drink and they had three boys. And those three boys set up camp and they they cooked dinner. Cooked dinner. <laughs> uh, they did everything while mom and dad sat down and took it easy. And they had it down. They were done within about ten minutes. So and we're like, wait a second. Wait a second. That is- <laughs> yeah, that's like the dream, isn't it? <laughs> so these kids were getting we're getting to that point. Um, the tent's a bit of a struggle because it's kind of big and hard to handle. But Tui's really good about organizing things in the tent and laying all the pads out and all the sleeping bags. And but that's kind of our dream is to get to that same point. And and it took us kind of like half an hour to set up tent set up camp the first first time we did it but we're getting quicker quicker every time yeah. so every time is uh, we learn something new we're also you know uh we start uh thinking oh we could do this better you know we should get some lights that stick to the side with magnets as opposed to wearing headlamps and you know so we're trying to upgrade a little bit of our equipment and uh just trying to brainstorm on how to make things a little easier and better so we're, by the end of the trip we're going to be <laughs> you'll have it down by the time you're like in the deep south <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, goal is, the goal is to uh drive south and hit all the national parks in california and we're calling this the stan camp which is stanbury and Harst camp uh national park tour 2020 2021 i made stickers i saw the stickers and um i will post a picture of the stickers as well so that's that's really cool yeah. And no. I think it's kind of a testimony to that, you know, the stories you guys are telling are not even so much about what you did in these parks, but the people you're meeting, oh. you know, and that's really the huge part of it is, isn't it? This 
journey to meet other people? Yeah, so the uh, each campground, um, it's it's quite funny because I think everybody's starving for some interaction, especially when we were all on lockdown. And, you know, you're in the forest, so everybody's standing 10 feet apart and you can meet each other and talk and, and share stories. And, um, and everybody's interested in us because we have Alaska license plates. And it is just the conversation opener, isn't it? It is. And then of course the ridiculousness of the truck with the bikes on the back and how <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> the is. People stop us in the parking lot. People take our pictures. People want to talk to us. Um, uh, and it's amazing how many people have actually lived or worked in Alaska because most people we meet say, oh, I worked in Sitka or, oh, I, I did a summer in Kitchikan or I did a summer in Bethel or I was a teacher in Bethel for two years. Or, I mean, most people we meet want to talk about Alaska and uh, their connection to Alaska too, mm -hmm. which, is, which is great. Yeah. Uh, so Tui, tell me what is the most favorite thing that's happened so far for you? Um, seeing all the animals, I guess. Oh, tell me all the animals you've seen. Uh, lots of deer and turkeys. And we saw one fox at Crater Light. Mm, he was cute. That was like right up against the road. What like about? One. And then we saw skunk. Oh yeah. Oh, that that's big for an Alaskan kid. <laughs> Especially a live one. <laughs> yeah. How close was it? You're driving. It was close. Though. Oh, okay. We, we were able to stop and reverse and back up and just check it out. So it was probably 30 feet away. Yeah. And what yeah. about an Olympic National Park? What did we see resting in in the forest? Oh, elk. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Sometimes they're hard to see. Yeah. We went beach coming. There's Crab shells are not this big. But leaf, leaf is our little uh, treasure hunter. Leaf finds things that you, uh, this kid, <laughs> I cannot tell you the things that he's found in the eight years of his life so far. There was a period where, because he was so close to the ground, we just thought that we just didn't see this stuff, but it's continued. He finds money everywhere. Yeah. He finds like- He found a watch. He finds watches, he finds, knives he finds wow yeah you so name it this we went to, uh wait where was it we went to shootyak yeah, we island shootyak island we were camping there well in a cabin and we get off the boat and or no the no, float no. plane and then lee's like oh look i found a waterproof watch yeah, it's just, all the way from uh, China, like, it came it from the down. tsunami remember back oh you're we, kidding me wow shootyak island about a year after the tsunami and we found a bunch of stuff from Japan. It was crazy because of course- Where, where is Shuviak? Uh, Shuviak is, uh, there's Kodiak, a Fognak and Shuviak. So it's oh, okay. Just, it's right next to Kodiak. So, and we were on the, the side that would have uh, just debris coming in from the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, and we found a shovel. shovel. We found like a, a really shovel from Japan. Shovel. And then- We also what, found we, a, we almost stepped on bird eggs. Yeah, because yeah. they- Wow. They were like, <laughs> They the bird laid them on the rock, like didn't even make a nest, and they were really old and they matched the rock. Yeah. They were very camouflaged, yeah. but we didn't we didn't actually squash them. No. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I I was thinking, um, since you're in the well, you're almost out of the range now, in the Pacific Northwest, that um, maybe we should put Leaf on finding uh, DB Cooper. Remember <laughs> DB Cooper, <laughs> Jody? Jo I don't know, Neil, if. Uh, 
if you're familiar with that story with db honestly i don't know the he parachuted out of an airplane with a lot of money oh okay and I landed somewhere in the pacific northwest and yeah. never, never found him never found him. never found the money never found the money yeah so there's money so, somewhere in this forest we i think a million dollars back in the day it was yeah it was a it was a lot of money <laughs> yeah here goes the cat she always has to make an appearance in the interview <laughs> So if they can find it, it's, it's Leaf. So yeah. So Leaf, what is your favorite thing that's happened so far? I don't know. <laughs> it, it, well, you could just say, I don't know, maybe it was the trout fishing. Was it the trout fishing or is. It's probably trout fishing. We saw one eagle, but a few hawks and stuff. But... Mm -hmm. Yeah. They, they normally find a lot of feathers in Alaska and we collect feathers. So. We haven't found many feathers on this trip. We found a couple of blue jay feathers and and of course uh, in the lower 48, right? Different animals, different stuff. So um, Leaf likes looking for bones. Mm. Mm. I found a whole deer that was dead. Yeah, found a dead deer. On the train tracks. Wow. He, you mean on this trip? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like we put pennies on the train tracks. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah we and then there was a dead deer that had been by, hit by the train most of the there's been a lot of dead uh deer it's awful but um i think that's just how it goes in the world 48 lots of dead there deer a lot of deer well and do you also think that the wildlife has moved around a lot in especially in oregon because of the fires like the wildlife that it escaped well where we were in yakima actually um we we're right on the yakima river that area was decimated by a forest fire. We went on a hike um, where we camped and it looked like Mordor. I mean, it was wow. awful. It was a scorched earth. Um, and there was a, I think the, it drove a lot of the deer down to the road, of course, and the railroad tracks. And then they were hit with by the railroad and the, and the cars. So um, it burned right down to the river. Uh, but that, we went on this hike and that area had just opened up four days before we got there. Uh, they had reopened the, the hiking, so. Yeah, I think poor Oregon, uh, at one point, all of it was on fire because everywhere we've mm -hmm. gone, there are signs of, of, of forest fires. So this poor mm -hmm. state, um, uh, yeah, awful. It's been pretty That's devastating. Awful. And when you're on the road, we try not to drive more than two hours a day just because it's by the time we pack up and we want to do stuff, uh, we try to stay out of the truck. Um, it's a long time to sit in the truck. We don't want to try to drive seven eight nine hours you know we we just like two hours and then we set camp up again and um i think that works better for everybody just to not be in the truck as much as possible so we're on the slow roll through the lower 48 and a lot of people ask us if we're going to be able to do the whole united states in six months and i said that's probably impossible because but, we unless we wanted to live and just drive all the time which is no right problem. we um you have to drive five hours today, which is <laughs> we're doing a day trip. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Today's, so, an exception. today's an exception because we're going to be in a minivan. Oh, oh, that's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be able to spread out a little bit, huh? <laughs> we're doing a day trip with her, so that's fine. Um, so we're and we're seeing family along the way, family and friends. If uh, some family and friends don't want us to stay, they want to do a social distance visit, which is fair enough. And some are just happy to have, um, you know, contact with another human being, you know? So mm -hmm. my aunt is happy to have us here. Um, we actually 
we're thinking we should have got a COVID test before we came to our house, but um, we feel pretty confident that we're staying away from most of humanity and we're okay. But, um, and then other people don't want us to come in their house and mm -hmm. just wave drive by. So we're um, just being flexible with all that, but it's nice to actually see some, some folks, um, some family members. You are listening to Outdoor Explorer on Alaska Public Media. I'm your host, Lisa Keller. We're going to take a short break, and when we return, the conversation with the Harst Camp Stanbury family will continue. You're listening to Outdoor Explorer on Alaska Public Media. Find the show anytime as a free podcast in the iTunes Store or connect with us online at alaskapublic.org. are listening to Outdoor Explorer on Alaska Public Media. I'm your host, Lisa Keller. My conversation with Jody Harskamp and Neil Tui and Leif Stanbury continues. And none of you have had COVID yet, right? That we know of. We're aware we don't of. Yeah, yeah. So this will be another interesting part of this journey as you go through and hit as many states as you can. But the fact that you're staying outside so much is really huge. It makes lower risk. It makes me wish that... Um, you know, we had a way of testing that was more immediate mm -hmm. um, because, I mean, even if we came into town and we got a test, you know, we, it's going to be a couple of days before we get the results anyway. So mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's not ideal, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, that's just the situation. Yeah. You know? We're using a lot of hand sanitizer and uh, a lot of the um, pit toilets, you know, there's big signs outside that say, wear you know, your mask. I'm like, sure. Wear your mask. mask. I'm going to go into the bathroom too and I'll wear my mask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. my, my niece is going to college in Bellingham and my parents are in, in Seattle and she came down the other day and she stopped at three places before she was able to find a place that let her in to use the bathroom. So yeah. yeah, the bathroom situation could get tougher depending. Yeah, and that's actually something we found um, most recently. Um, we we're trying to find a running track two two days ago, mm. and and Jody was calling around to the the high schools and the middle schools, and um, either a their tracks were closed or the YMCA was the biggest example of this. They they were open but not to people from out of out of town or mm. out of state. So we kind of like we were kind of ostracized there, but. You know, it's, it's totally fine. I mean, we actually ended up finding an even better place, um, a community college in. We were in, uh, we were driving through Roseburg and I said, let's go do some speed work at the track. And uh, we pulled up to a high school and it was all locked up, chained up. Can't, nobody from the community can use the, I'm so used to Alaska where you can go down to any high school and go use There's the track. There's literally a track right up the hill. Yeah, and then, uh, so we called the community college, I called the athletics director, and I said, can we come use a track? He said, absolutely. So we stopped at a community college and got a little exercise running around the track. Um, they were doing javelin throwing. And they were doing some javelin throwing. So with their masks on. With their masks on, which is- Oh, weird. wow. And we're running around the track like, do we, should we wear masks while we're running around the track? Beautiful, beautiful <laughs> campus. It was, it was beautiful. But they let us use the restrooms there. So- Oh, good. Uh, we've been fortunate with, um, uh, well, the national parks, all the restrooms are definitely open because mm -hmm. they don't want people um, using the restroom in the forest. And, mm -hmm. um, but it's, um, the showering has been really difficult. So a lot of the RV parks and also the campgrounds 
all of the showers that are usually associated with those, which are usually pay showers, they're all closed because of COVID. So we have been, um, we went seven days without a shower because we couldn't find like a proper shower. So we hit um, a campground that had a shower and it was open and we couldn't believe it. We were, we took these luxurious hot showers. We had, you had to push, keep pushing the button every minute and a half. <laughs> My hand on the button, just taking this hot shower. You didn't have to pay, which was a good thing. And you didn't have to pay. Oh yeah. I've been in those pay showers before. Oh, and Steve was just saying we have a budget, right? But we have a budget <laughs> every day. And we are t teaching the kids about a budget and why it's important to stay on budget because the goal also on this trip is not to go into debt. So um, the leave I received was with partial pay. It was a pay cut, but it was, a, I'm, even though I'm on leave, I'm still being paid. So, um, and we don't want to exceed uh, what our intake is. So we're teaching the kids about staying on budget and um well, that's another like real life thing that's happening right now in terms of like, you know, if you want to call it school, you know, I mean, you, that's one of the things that you don't learn lots of times in schools, budgeting and you guys are getting it real life. So yeah, yeah. lucky, <laughs> very lucky. <laughs> and we don't have a refrigerator. Um, uh, so we have this tiny little cooler. And so we have to really plan our food and also what we want to have that's um, refrigerated and we can't go to Costco anymore, right? And get a bunch of groceries and store it because we have no storage. So really we're, we're surviving on um, stopping at small little mom and pop grocery stores in these tiny little towns and just getting um, just enough for one or two days. And then we go back and get some more groceries. We were looking at campers Dewey's so like dream is to get a camper. <laughs> so she's looking at every camper we see. She wants to have an airstream. She wants an airstream. <laughs> no, we went to this airstream factory and in, uh, in uh, Seattle. It's Seattle. Outside Seattle, yeah. And so we were looking at them, and we looked at the smallest one, and we were like, can, there was like, there was like. 30 lined up and we went into the store and we were like can we just peek our heads into the to the camper to see what it's like and the guy's like oh sorry no because they're all bought. they're all bought and we were oh. processed them for covid and stuff like that and the owners would get mad at me if i showed you the inside and there was like 30 of the small ones and we were like we just want to peek our heads inside yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's actually a very interesting point because in the preparation for this trip, um, we actually started making a few purchases um, two and a half months prior. And thank goodness we did because mm. so many things are backordered um, and there is a real run on outdoor, you know, you know, in Anchorage, mm -hmm. bike stores are all sold out. And But anything along those lines, whether it's bike racks or um, tents, um, you know, all that stuff is is uh, back ordered so we were okay we had a few hiccups along the way with um delivery times the truck was delayed 10 days um getting to, to tacoma um what was the other oh the bike rack we had a whole debacle oh with gosh. fedex with the bike rack um anyway it all got squared away but everything is 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 all a little crazy right now when it comes to delivery times and availability of things so um 
so yeah we've just kind of had to roll with that um and, and trailers is another example of that a lot of places mm -hmm. are, we kind of thought we would end up getting a trailer i think i think it was mostly because we thought it would be an issue for the kids and their schoolwork not being able to sit down um i don't know if it's going to happen um yeah we seem to be doing okay so a picnic bench works just fine <laughs> we seem to be as i think you know cold weather and rain when you're in a rooftop tent is not your friend it's as simple mm -hmm. as that Right. Um, and it's not even that the tent um, can't protect you because it can. The problem is that when you get the canvas wet and then you have to move on the next day and you have to close it up, um, you always worry about all that moisture being trapped inside. You know, you need to keep you need to have the time to dry things out. So right. um, hence we're trying to stay. So we're trying to avoid. Yeah, we're just trying to avoid that scenario. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. we've been able to for the most yeah. part so far. Yeah. yeah, I think when we get to the lower 48, um we'd like to spend some time in you know moab and arches and stuff and um you know where the rain falls pretty minimal um and yeah the goal is to go to colorado too um and do some ice climbing in the deep winter months so again we're just gonna roll with it and be super flexible with them um, so and once you get past are you are you gonna stay how far east do you think you're gonna go you know, um, it depends on time. So part of my leave is Alaska can recall me at any time if the economy recovers. So I'll have a 45 day notice on the recall. So that gives us 45 days to get home, which is easy. Um, so we're just, um, we don't want to speed up the trip just for the sake of trying to make it to as many national parks as possible. So we really want to just really spend a lot of time in each national park and really get a feel for them. I mean, we just had such a great time at Crater Lake because we weren't in any hurry. It wasn't like, oh, we have to get to the Redwoods in two days and, you know, blow through everything. So we, um, we think, well, there's eight in California. And then when we hit Joshua Tree, we'll be able to head uh, east and then just spend a lot of time in the, the southern portion of the United States, which is, there's a lot, I mean, from Grand Canyon to Big Bend to Arches to, uh, and then work our way up through Colorado, Idaho. And, you know, we might end up in Florida. We might, you know, I don't think we'll make it all the way up to Maine, but um, mm -hmm. there's, there's 60 something national parks and- 61. 61, thank you, Tui. Uh, <laughs> and um, one's in and Guam, I so we're not gonna make it to Guam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, I mean, most of the national parks are kind of clustered in the western part of the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Really, yeah. There's very few, as soon as you go across past Colorado, there's just a handful. Um, and, you know, although we'd love to show them the eastern seaboard, uh, mm -hmm. realistically, if we want to do it right and really spend a lot of time in each place, we, um, we might not make it over there, but we might. And they can also extend my leave. So right. we don't but we have to get back to Anchorage. Well, we, uh, we, we have to get back to Anchorage for the Golden Nugget. Oh, okay. <laughs> we all got into the Golden Nugget last year and it was postponed, so. That's right, you were just old enough in 2020 for the Gold Nugget, right? No. Yep. Oh. <laughs> you, so, you have something to, I'm sure you've heard enough of this, but you have something to tell your grandchildren, so. Yeah. You know, yeah. This, is, this is huge, your children. To be yeah. able to pass down all these stories of the year, the year or two of the pandemic. Yeah, and I say it's a you know earth-shattering economic meltdown, but it's a gift. Mm -hmm. a gift, right? I mm -hmm. mean, 
when do I get six months off from my aviation job or mm -hmm. ever? And to be able to spend such quality time <laughs> with my children and of course my husband and my dog um, and get to see parts of the United States that are just, I mean, they, they turned them into national parks for a reason, right? I mean, they're just stunning. I mean, Crater Lake was just phenomenal. And so was the Olympic range and Mount Rainier. And I mean, these, these, and they're also different too, aren't they? So different. Exactly. And there's, you know, and wait, I cannot wait to show them the giant sequoias. I mean, I grew up in California and spent a lot of time in the giant sequoias and just to be standing under those trees is just, you know, it'll um, change their perspective for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We didn't even really talk about your big adventure around Crater Lake. That was, that was crazy. That was, yeah. And, but um, in 67 miles, as opposed to 112. Yeah. <laughs> 8,064 feet of elevation gain uh, for 67 miles. It was, it we were, was crazy. We were actually commenting um, um, how, of course, it would need the cooperation of the National Park, but what mm. a great destination it would be for a Ironman event because the, the circuit around the, uh, the lake would kind of lend itself well to the, the bike and the run. And of course, the, you probably can't swim in Crater Lake, but Diamond Lake, which was just a little bit north, would have been a great candidate. It's exactly. Ah. Like miles long. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And then, did, you, did you swim in the lake, in Diamond know, Lake? We, um, we had to leave some stuff behind. I did bring all of our wetsuits to do some open water swimming and stuff. And then when we packed up the truck, it was like, we can't fit everything in. I mean, mm -hmm. we have kayaks, we have everything. And so uh, one of the things I jetsoned were uh, the wetsuits, which I kind of regret because when we were at Diamond Lake, I was like, I could totally just swim across this. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's so funny how Crater Lake is like really deep, like like a thousand. The ninth deep. deepest lake in the world. Isn't yeah, it? something like that. Wow. And, the, and then Diamond Lake is only 52 feet deep. Yeah. Oh, really? Really close to it and it's only 52 feet deep. and. And that you can swim in Crater Lake, uh, just no goggles, no wetsuits, no nothing, anything that have any sort of um, foreign foreign objects on it. But you oh. can get down to your skivvies and jump into Crater Lake. There's no rule against that. So um, we took a dip in Crater Lake. Absolutely we, gorgeous. not yeah. her. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it would have been nice to have some goggles on and be able to see that crystal. Oh, clear. yeah for jumping in the lake. I gave them $5 for jumping in the lake. Oh, really? What, what was the temperature? You know, I was, um, they were in the really shallow part, so it was really warm. But as soon as you get off that ledge, right, it's got to be oh, so cold. Warm. Well, warm, warm in relationship to, um, let's say, uh, I don't know, Resurrection yeah. Bay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, uh, they jumped in and jumped right back out. I don't, I don't know what the temperature is. I didn't bring a thermometer, but, um, um, and you know, we're, we're trying to stay active in running and biking. And, you know, we joke that the kids are going to, uh, get an A and PE in mountaineering and then hopefully they'll pass math. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they well, actually, I, they, they actually have a component of their school, which is at Winterbury is called movement, but it's PE and we've just kind of blown that off because we're just like, they're getting their. They're getting plenty of. <laughs> they're hiking. Absolutely. We brought all of our backcountry gear, so we plan on doing um, 
one of the hikes I wanted to do uh, was also closed because of the fire uh, mitigation stuff. But as we make our way south, um, we'll be able to do more um, back backpacking on trails that the dog will be allowed to, to go on. So we brought mm -hmm. all that uh, gear as well so we can just park the truck and be gone three or four days. And we like to do some stuff in Shasta and there's some great uh, hikes like that in Big Bend um, as well, National Park, mm -hmm. so uh, which the dog will be able to come along on some of those hikes. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a, the planning stages of a lot of this is so Neil drives and I'm the navigator, right? So navigation plus uh, planning where we're going to sleep, planning what hike we're going to do. That's dog friendly, kid friendly, um, any bike, uh, mountain biking we can do. Uh, um, uh, it's, it, it's a, it's a full-time job as the, the navigator. To all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and we're winging it, you know, we don't really have a plan. A lot of people keep asking us, where's your next stop? You know, what are you doing? And, and, you know, just beyond maybe two days, we don't really have a, a plan because mm -hmm. again, we have to play with the weather and uh, conditions and, and then choose where you want to go and what you want to do. So we're, we have a couple days scheduled and that's it. And then mm -hmm. we keep it, keep it flexible. My only hard thing is trying to be in the back seat without attacking Tui and she attacking me, but yes, cause we, cause I have to territory my own space. <laughs> yep. Do you build up a little fort around yourself and make sure that, you know, she knows to stay out of your space? I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I will. <laughs> what do you have a, um, like a, uh, leaf? Do you have a favorite road trip food, like a snack that you really like when you're road tripping? Uh, I do. Oh, do you? Oh, Tui, tell me what your, what your road trip snack is. Freeze dried spaghetti and meat sauce. Really? Freeze dried. You mean like not even cooked, just the freeze dried. Oh, no. So, yeah. oh, okay. 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 When you're stopped. Okay. I got it. <laughs> That's why we're backpacking, but while we're in the truck, we're not eating free food. Kind burritos. Food. Burritos and kind bars. Burritos and, and kind bars. And we, uh, people keep asking us, you know, what are you guys eating? You know, we're eating like kings. So we have this nice big stove that has two burners. And we, when we get to camp, right, uh, Neil and Tui are setting up the tent and, and Leaf's usually fishing because we try to, camp near a river or on a lake. And then, um, and then I just set up the kitchen and start cooking. And we are, um, we are definitely not suffering in the, in the food department. So, you know, we can cook anything. It's just a case of we're in a headlamp and you're cooking outside, but, um, you know, we're having gourmet meals and it's pretty nice. Cause we have a fuel canister in our car. We have a propane tank on the side and it of the lasts truck. Like 10 days, which yep. is very, and you know, but you're avoiding the big cities too you're are, really we yeah we spent one hour in portland and that was literally to hit the rei and see a friend of ours and we we figured we can go to any big city anytime right mm -hmm. you can come on a plane and go to a big city but you it takes so much effort to get to like the coastal communities of california that are hours and hours away from any big city where you can fly in so we're really just enjoying our time um being off the beaten path and not anywhere near a big city. Mm -hmm. So, um, that is not our goal. Our goal is not to be in the big cities. Plus we would be worried about the truck and all the stuff hanging off the side. And right. Yeah. Just navigating with that big, big vehicle through city streets. Yeah. And, um, with the bikes and the bikes are locked up and 
but it's just nice when you're at this campground that's five hours away from a major city you're not you're just not worried you know and yeah super chill and everybody's respectful of your people stuff are very nice people are very nice people have been mm-hmm. so nice so nice especially in well everywhere but oregon I, for some reason i just noticed it more the people huh. yeah. very very friendly I wonder if part of that is just because they've gone through this huge trauma in their community and it's just like, you know, you kind of start to realize what's important when, when your whole state has been devastated. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. 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 And this, well, this uh, man that took um, Lee Leonard, uh, he took Lee from Neil Fishing and his son had just passed away recently that was Neil's age. And so I think uh, there was a little bit of a connection there and, and just, he was just happy to show off his state and, Yep. The kid had a fish, you know, so that's so cool. Have you, have you met any other families like you that are traveling and taking the time? Not really, although we know know, two families from Alaska that are doing the same thing that we're doing, but in RVs. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've got a family that are very close uh, family friends of ours um, in Anchorage and they're currently in Arizona. They're in Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. And they um, went straight to the warmth. (laughs) <laughs> i mean like it's still over 100 degrees there so yeah i don't, I don't, I don't want that yeah and, no and um your friend from Alaska yeah a couple a couple airline pilots that bought rvs and they're traveling around america too and an rv um mm-hmm. that are on leave as well there's a lot of pilots on leave right now yeah um, there's really nothing special about us it's just our um, vehicle arrangements make us a little bit more <laughs> They're doing what in what? They're like, why? Why don't you just buy an RV? And I said, because we we don't want one. Yeah. <laughs> we, I'm married to a Brit where they they like to suffer to live. That's the, <laughs> you know, the, the character. They, builds character. They, yeah, yeah. The suffering. Yeah. They want what? the kids to suffer. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the suffering makes the good times feel even all that much better. So. Yeah. I agree. I'm a, I'm a little bit of a person who likes to suffer too. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody who does like Ironmans or triathlons, you have to really embrace the suck. Yep. It just makes you a stronger person. Right? It does. And it really does. There's something, there's a, there's a high about it once you're past it too, you know, sometimes even when you're in it, but definitely once you're past it, you know, when you get to spend a couple nights at your aunt's house in a bed, you know, you get this kind of high because wow, you know, I've got past that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're, um, yeah, I mean, and this is not, we're not slumming it here. Yeah. <laughs> I can, I can tell. <laughs> we're definitely being treated like royalty and um, it's nice to have a refrigerator and uh, running water. Um, yeah. And laundry. Oh, that's another thing. Oh. So the with, laundry thing has to be huge. Yeah. Yeah. Cause with the closure of the showers, there's often, there's no laundry facilities. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we have enough, uh, you know, good we're eight good days. For, we're good for a week. Yeah. yeah we're good for week, eight yeah. days, you know, cause there's only so much you can take in the back of that truck. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, we, between the dog and the dog bed, <laughs> we joke that we're just going to throw the dog bed away about <laughs> once every two months and just go to Costco and buy another dog bed. Yeah. Um, instead of trying to clean it. Um, and then just keeping the kids, uh, yeah, just staying on somewhat, top of the Somewhat presentable. Somewhat presentable. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really matter. They don't have to go sit in the classroom, right? Oh, oh That's I know. the difference between falling in a river and muck yeah. and um, staying clean. So, yeah. Yeah. You don't mind, do you? Just go to well, you look pretty 
clean right now, but I think it's probably going to go downhill over the next couple of days, right? Yeah, we, he just took a shower because he wiped out in the driveway. Oh, um, right. Yeah. Owies. <laughs> you do have them trained well. <laughs> well, I joke that we, you know, we're in this small truck together and we have to get along. You know, there's mm -hmm. days where you're not getting along, right? Everybody's in a bad mood. I mean, I, you know, if this, we're humans, right? right. Have to just roll with it. And I said, tomorrow will be a better day. You know, every day is not perfect, but I think if the, like Tui is doing, well, they're doing all their schoolwork outside, mm -hmm. right? I and mean, what a better opportunity to study botany or to study, um, you know, just whatever they're currently working on than being surrounded by like birds chirping and the sun yeah. coming over the mountaintops. And I mean, what a gift, right? It is a total gift. Yeah. Especially when you consider, you know, there's, there's a whole uh, piece of psychology now about nature deficit disorder and, and how all of us aren't getting enough in, of nature and just, you know, this is really an amazing trip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And to just sit at Crater Lake and um, just be, and we, mm -hmm. uh, we love uh, the national parks because of the, um, the ranger program. So they get um, a book uh, that they have to fill out. And then when they're finished with the book, they have to turn it in and meet a ranger and interview a ranger. Now that a lot of that's changed because of COVID. So they won't meet them really face to face. They're behind plexiglass and they make them swear that they'll you know, take care of uh, nature and do their best to be good stewards. Um, and then they get a badge. And uh, working on those ranger books is like an education in itself. And they're very motivated. And they're very motivated to get those badges. So yeah. the goal is really, you know, to get them as many badges as possible. They have their badges from the national parks in Alaska, but, and then the rangers are very interested in talking to them about the national parks in Alaska because <laughs> not many people have been to, we've been out to no attack and, um, you know, Wrangell San Elias spent a lot of time there. And a lot of those rangers have always wanted to go there, but it's, you know, it's hard to get mm -hmm. to, um, to Lake Clark and to Katmai. And so, it's fun because the kids can communicate about how awesome Alaska is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they have Little Alaska ambassadors. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Especially with our truck and our Alaska plates, we are definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. in the early nineties, um, a boyfriend and I, we drove in my truck that had Alaska plates on it um, from the West coast. And then we drove, the northern route over to the east coast and we ended up going up into canada to um churchill where the polar bears are yeah you know took one of the tundra buggies out to see the polar bears and we actually took the train all the way it was a really it was like an 18 hour train ride to get there but it was really cool because you know you're in these little villages when we parked the truck and we were really nervous about leaving the truck because everything we had it was a little ford ranger everything we had was in that truck you know, we had mountain bikes in it and we had it built up so we could sleep in the back and everything. And so we were so nervous about it that we went, there was a, like a, a ranger or um, a Mountie, a Mountie, there was a Mountie. And so his house was like, right. Well, no, I, I'm trying to remember now. Cause it's been like 30 years, you know, um, we went to the Mountie station in this village and there was one Mountie in there and he goes, Oh, I just live across the street. He said, if you want to park your truck in my driveway, driveway while you're gone, 
you can do that. He let us park the truck in his driveway. Now, I don't know if he would have done that if we had California plates, you know, <laughs> but we had Alaska plates. <laughs> and so then we felt like really comfortable leaving because it was an 18 hour trip up there. Then you stay up there for like eight hours and then you turn around and come back because right. there's no place to stay up there. And um, man, that trip, I mean, we took two months and just like you guys, we, we had no agenda. We just drove when we wanted to drive. We stayed where we wanted to stay and yeah. spent most, I think we spent maybe two or three nights in hotels, mostly when we got closer to the East coast. Cause there was just no place you couldn't pull off on the side of the road and just sleep, you know? So, but that, that was like a defining trip for me. And I was like in my twenties. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're in our forties and not feeling how it used to yeah, yeah. Especially when your wife makes you do speed work around a track at some yeah <laughs> i gotta say that's pretty hardcore i'm not doing speed work so <laughs> well you know she's got to run three miles for the golden night yeah in the biking but um she's gonna run three miles i said girl we're gonna do 12 laps let's do it yeah, um, he's doing the speed work. I did the workout where it was um, you run 800 and then you kind of slow jog the 100 and then you got to sprint the 300. Oh, yeah, I love that workout five times, five times right? And Neil's like, yep. yeah, five times, I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> break. timing you. <laughs> it's been really great hearing the first part of your adventures. I'm really excited to hear the rest of it. I'm glad you get to chase the sun. That's awesome. <laughs> and we joke that we're going to have like a three, four month fall. You know, we left Alaska in late September where it was beautiful and changing colors. And then oh. we got to Washington where it was changing colors. And now we're in Oregon where it's changing colors and we're going to get to California. And it's like this perpetual fall. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to Jody Harskamp, Tui, Leaf, and Neil Stanbury. And um, uh, great having all, all four of you. Thank you. Thank you. That's it for today's show. Thanks to my guests, Jody Harskamp and Neil Tui and Leif Stanbury. Visit the Outdoor Explorer page at alaskapublic.org for pictures of the Harskamp-Stanbury family's adventures in the Pacific Northwest. The next episode of Travel School will be on April 15th. The show was produced by Eric Bork. My name is Lisa Keller, and from all of our hosts here at Outdoor Explorer, thanks for listening, and we'll see you outside. Outdoor Explorer is a production of KSKA Public Radio in Anchorage, Alaska. Theme music is by Portugal, The Man. Views expressed are those of the participants and do not reflect the station or its underwriters. You can find Outdoor Explorer on Facebook and in your favorite podcast app. To see what's coming up on Outdoor Explorer and add your voice to the conversation, go to our website at alaskapublic.org. Life Informed, this is Alaska Public Media.